Today on the day at Indy, cars are silent, but mouths are not. We have the finest Swedish duo, Felix Rosenqvist, Marcus Ericsson, respectively the number eight and number 10 Chip Ganassi Racing Hondas. Going to say thank you, as always, to our friends at the Justice Brothers, celebrating 75 years at the Indy 500, guys, and also Cooper Tires, fine supporters of the Road to Indy, Bell Racing Helmets USA, and torontomotorsports.com. Gents, we'll get into your Wednesday through Sunday running, qualifying for the Indy 500 in just a moment. Why don't we start with what these intermediate days are like, where you aren't running around at 230 plus miles per hour do you get a chance to breathe a little bit between busyness last week and the upcoming indy 500 uh, felix why don't you start us off with what this time is like for you yeah we definitely get a, a bit of a breather here uh, especially now with current situation it's been pretty quiet uh, these you know two three days since we ran on on, uh, on sunday which is uh, I, I thought it was nice i felt you know there's a lot of stress going on, um, you know, being on the speedway so many days and running all the time. And, uh, you know, it, it, I, th- I think it would be nice if we just got on with the race, but now it actually feels pretty good as well to get a few days off and just to rethink what, you know, all the best settings on the car and, you know, all your best lines and, you know, what you want to do for the race and all that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a long endurance thing, but it's, it, it's been good to, 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 get a bit of a, you know, thinking window. What about you, Marcus, knowing that last year is an 8,500 rookie with a different team, but knowing that there's lots of sponsored dinners and fan engagements and autograph signings, and there's a lot of things, all manner of stupid media stuff thrown at you to speak with idiots like me, lots of stuff to fill your time between final practice uh, during the weekend and then carb day. Tell us about the differences this year since we don't have fans and getting together in big groups seems to be not a thing that's really an option. Yeah, it's definitely been different this year. Like you say, last year was a lot of stuff. It was pretty much stuff going on each day last year between last uh, practice and and carb day. So it's definitely different this year. And, uh, you know, we still have quite a bit of media, but it's all over the phone so you can basically be at home doing it all so it's it's definitely different but still like Felix says you know you, you spend your time thinking about the race thinking about your race car and, and you know talking with your engineers and then yeah it's, it's all that you know stuff that you you spend your days that's doing and then yeah uh, trying to, to keep active as well training and stuff like that but it's, uh, yeah it's definitely a, a strange year you know as we've said all the time you know it's a strange year and it's definitely not like like normal but uh, hey we just have to, to to do the best of it let's stay with you marcus looking at qualifying didn't crack the fast nine but you weren't that far off give us your mindset about how practice went for you and then leading into two days or into qualifying on saturday what was the general feeling with the uh, number eight Husky Chocolates Honda? You okay with where you qualified? I mean, 11th is something to not be too upset about, maybe? Or are you pissed? You weren't in the fast nine. 
Uh, I think we had a really good week. We, you know, first two days of practice, we were just focusing on the race on our race car, and we made some good progress there. And then we went into Fast Friday, uh, focusing on qualifying speeds. And I think we we showed really strong on on Fast Friday. We actually uh, had the best, the second best uh, four lap run there, uh, just just behind RHR. So we were going into to qualifying on Saturday with really high expectations and. You know, because of that, I, I'm still a bit disappointed that I uh, that we missed that fast nine spot because I felt like we had the speed both in the car and in myself to, to be in the fast nine. But we, I think as, as, as a group, we, we were a bit too conservative on the setup for that first run when the track was at, at its best. And then we went out for another crack at it a bit later in the day when it was a lot hotter and the track was for sure in a worse condi- condition. But we still managed to improve, and I think I was one of the few cars that actually improved throughout the day. So I think that showed that we we definitely left some some speed at the table on that first run, and I think that was the, the disappointing thing for me that we we didn't maximize that first run because if we would have done that, I'm pretty sure we would have been in the top nine. But with that said, though, you know I think we we did we still did a good job. 11th is a good place to start the 500. We we can still mix it up with the with the front uh, from there and then have a really strong race. So, you know, I'm a bit disappointed, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're in a good place and I know the number eight car is pretty good. Felix, we've had that Scott Dixon guy, just a jerk, right? Uh, qualifies in the front pole running up front most days in the speed charts, really, you know, not being very considerate of his teammates of trying to, you know, be there exactly where you guys were, but all kidding aside, we've seen Dixie in the number nine Honda has been super quick like a bunny. Heard from a number of fans who've just mentioned not cr- criticizing, but just, huh, haven't really heard from Felix a whole bunch in terms of big, impressive speed, qualifying 14th again, by no means the end of the world. You're right behind Joseph Newgarden. I mean, that, that tells you you're in pretty good company there. But give us your thoughts about how things have gone so far again, admittedly, I expect you to be right there, thereabouts with Dixie the whole time, knowing that you've been running together now for two years. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a different beast to to get on with with Indy 500. You know, having got my first win this year, you know, that that's something I, I felt was coming on the road courses, and you know, we we touched on it last year that it was close many times and and then this year that finally happened but you know going, going into the 500 is, is a different different challenge and i think you need to you need to work with your own speed you, you shouldn't look too much on your on your teammate you know it, it's obviously frustrating to see that you know one of our cars is able to run for for the pole position and and you know he, he almost got it from 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 marco there in the end and the you know that that's definitely frustrating on one end but i i cannot you know as a driver you can't do any shortcuts and, and jump any you know big leaps to, to to get up to speed because then you're gonna you're gonna hit the walls and i i did that last year and i know what it feels like and, and you know I'm, I'm just gonna go as quick as i'm comfortable doing and you know I, if i don't trust myself or if i don't trust the car i'm not gonna go quicker than what I can, and, and and that's why you know it, it takes time on these things to to get up to speed, and and when it feels good, you know it's easy as we as I saw in uh, 
in Texas where we just rolled off really good and then I was able to do the job but it's it hasn't been that way for me in India and I, I think the last practice day after qualifying was really good though I, it was the, the first time dur- during the week I really felt I was getting com- competitive and uh, you know that's why what, what we need for the race you know if we have a good car there I think we can do a lot of good things from from p14 on the grid but the qualifying was uh uh yeah there was probably more in it uh, i think we ran a bit too safe and uh had a big moment the day before on, on fast friday and just you know we're pretty happy to bounce back from that in p14 and uh yeah i think our our, our race will be on, on sunday not not nothing qualifying yes the two of you and I'll, I'll stay with you felix to start i am obviously greatly appreciative for every sponsor in indycar helping to make the 33 entries here possible. I will admit that I'm a big fan of the sponsors of your two cars because one, uh, it's really been very engaging with your number 10 NTT data, Honda Felix, Marcus, your Husky chocolates car. I just need to learn more about it. Uh, It fascinates me and it's because it just seems so random, but in a good way. But let's start with you, Felix. Looking at what we see here being done by NTT Data with their outreach, their content that they're pushing out, the engagement with you, what is that like? And uh, I'll tell you that I've come to really enjoy following uh, Margot Cook from NTT Data on social media. She is always delivering up some really fun or interesting stuff. And uh, as the, the brand creative events and sponsorships manager there, she seems to really, truly be a thousand percent behind you and a massive supporter of all you and the number 10 team happen to do. It's not always the case, right? You, you've had sponsors before that you're thankful of haven't necessarily embraced you this heavily though. No, for sure. You know, entity data has been, you know, behind our team for a long time now, especially on the 10 car, but, but actually on all the cars, uh, and they're also, you know, engaged with NTT now in the in the series, uh, which is, you know, just shows their commitment to IndyCar, and that that means, you know, more than a just financial thing. I think I think they really like to be involved with it, and we we can see that when we do, you know, our our sponsor activities, how much you know questions and how much people inside the company, because it's a huge company, you know, it's, it, it's tens of thousands of people that, that, that works at NTT all over the world. And, and you can just see the engagement and, and, you know, how much they follow all these races. And like when I won my win, when I won my race in, in road America, it was just, you know, exploding <laughs> the, you know, how, how many questions and emails and, and, and obviously Margot, as you say, she's, she's so into it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it, it's been easy for me, you know. It, it's not always when you when we when you move to a new place, you have a new sponsor. It, it's not always that that connection is gonna be, you know, very very easy to 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 handle in the, in the first year. But I think they really they believed in me from the beginning, and that they've just been great support all the time for for me and and for the team. And uh, yeah, just awesome partner. So Marcus, as a lifelong lover of chocolate flavored drinks. When I saw Husky Chocolates, I'm like, okay, I've never tried it, but I'm fearful if I were to try it because I'd get even fatter, which is as if that was even possible. Tell us about this engagement, man, because while it's awesome and amazing, I don't know if a chocolate drink would be the first thing that came to mind. 
uh, when we're talking IndyCar and 8500 sponsors. Tell me about representing them and what that is like. Yeah, it's it's a super cool company. It's a pretty young com- uh, company uh, originating from Sweden. It's, it's not been around that long. I think they started six, seven years ago. But they're pushing really hard to sort of expand, and they're already getting pretty big in Sweden and in Europe. You know, they're obviously involved in Formula One with with the McLaren and a bit with Alfa Romeo, and then in in football with Millwall in in the uh, English football and, and some other sports as well. So they're pushing quite hard in Europe. And, and uh, as I understand, the push with me is if they want to really expand to the American markets. And then and, and that was the, the biggest reason why uh, yeah, they, they wanted to 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 do this thing with, with me and Chip Ganassi Racing. And uh, unfortunately for, for all of us, you know, this uh, corona pandemic have put everything a bit on... Uh, on a bit delay, so their push here in the American market has not been uh, as planned this year for obvious reasons, and, and also the same on, on the races and stuff. They had a lot of plans to sort of engage with fans and, and everyone on the races and bring their products and everything, but obviously it's not been, been possible. So it's all a bit delayed, but uh, they've still been super, you know, uh, active on social media and stuff like that and do a lot of competitions and, and things. So I think they, they really enjoy it and I've got a lot of positive feedback from them on the, the partnership. So, you know, I'm just really hoping that we can continue it for many years to come. That would be would be great and, and, and a, lot, a lot of fun. I love the sound of it. Two quick questions to close, guys. Every time I have you on the good old podcast here, I look at the geographic traffic. Sweden kicks off right now. I got to admit, a little disappointed. Sweden is ranked number five on the country list. Uh, but Australia, it's within reach. We can knock down Australia, move Sweden into P4. Canada's a little, might be a little tough. They're in P3. Kidding aside, tell us about you guys coming back for your second Indy 500s and how the response at home, fans, media, whatever it might be, what has it been like speaking to legions of lovers of Felix and Marcus back home to get ready for the 104th Indianapolis 500 on Sunday? Oh, it's, it's definitely growing all the time. I think last year, obviously, we had a big spike with uh, you know, I think mainly Marcus coming from F1 and me from Formula E. Uh, so basically, you know, two two of the biggest names in Sweden went to to IndyCar, and uh, uh, it, it was something that you know people didn't really know a lot about IndyCar. Obviously, they knew from Kenny Breck days, but that's a long time ago now. Uh, so a lot of those fans have sort of bounced back, and uh, I think we've managed to convert a lot of Formula One fans. And, and uh, this year, I think that trend has followed. Maybe it has not as sharp, but I, th- I think the knowledge is increasing a lot uh, so people know how the racing is like they they don't just look at it and go like oh why is there yellow now why, why is you know why they're just turning left and, and things like that like people actually know about the sport now which is really cool to see uh, really a lot of involvement a lot of questions uh yeah so i think we're really building a really good base for for the future in america uh from from the swedish side and there's a lot of young kids now uh, linus lundquist and rasmus lind are are on the ladder to IndyCar now in America, and they're doing really well. And uh, 
yeah, just uh, I think we're we're starting to build a good base here. And Marcus, how about you? And I, we should also mention our our mutual dear friend Stefan Johansson. I hope he's paying you guys to wear and promote his masks and all. Stefan seems like sells everything. Like he's going to be selling pots and pans and plates and shoes and you name it. So, uh, but another great, great uh, person from your home country. But tell us about things from your end, Marcus. Now in year two of bringing your following from F1 over to IndyCar, uh, we can have a lot of folks cheering for the number eight car on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. It's been really good to see. You know, I wasn't sure when I moved over here from Formula One, you know, how the response would be and if the fans. Uh, that I got in my F1 years would follow, but yeah, I agree with Felix here. I think they've all sort of followed here and and even grown more fans. I think because people have, have realized how much fun IndyCar racing is and and how cool the series is. So I think we really got a big fan base now back home that really, uh, really, really enjoys not only following me and Felix but also enjoys the the racing in IndyCar. So. That's been really cool to see, and you know we have a lot of support. And you could also just tell from you know when Felix won the, the race in Road America, you know it was headline news everywhere on all the biggest newspapers and TV channels and everything in, in Sweden. So it shows that the IndyCar is, is is getting big again in in Sweden, and you know back to sort of the glory days and when Kenny was here winning uh, you know races and five the five hundred and stuff like that. So. It's definitely, yeah, a lot of Swedish fans are back home following. I'm, I'm sure both me and Felix is going to, you know, have a lot of support uh, on Sunday for the 500 and a lot of people back home sitting and, and watching us on the TVs. Well, you guys coming from the sexiest country in the world, as we discussed before recording, and we won't go into that because this is, you know, uh, children might be listening. Um, last thing to go through here which i need to do and i feel like i would not be doing my job properly felix tell us about your coffee game for sunday morning uh hashtag fox piss it's become a tradition that we discuss here you got any special kind of brew any flavors is this something you're going to give to the whole team get ricky davis up and going early is this something you give to the whole team what are you doing what are we doing for coffee and fox piss so the mechanics try to steal our uh, espresso machine now. That's the latest uh, reporting <laughs> from the coffee front. Really? Uh, so we Marcus had to really help, hold on to it. Uh, he's like guarding it in our little uh, driver's yeah, but, lounge. But now I, I brought my coffee maker that I had from my RV. Now I put that in the in our driver room now. So I think we we're, we're pretty covered there. Yeah. So we have both espresso and normal <laughs> coffee now. But and I bought some really like some gourmet coffee from uh, indiana coffee roasters which is located in carmel if anyone wants good coffee i can recommend that so we got a coffee yeah, plug look at that yeah we have two kinds of coffee now in our lounge so it's, it's getting really advanced but it's good it's going to be probably four four espressos before before the 500 i think that that's the plan four oh my god holy crap You're pushing it man always always man is there a collaboration here is there a husky chocolates fox piss collaboration here i mean i don't know what it would taste like but it would probably keep you awake for about 17 days i I think we could maybe come up with a you know a chocolate milk coffee drink that could be the next thing yeah Um, coffee 
Ask your shop that cough with with cough. Yeah, that that could be something. Yeah, that that's something to work. Bring it up, Felix. Yep. I yeah. might have just made you ten million dollars with that idea. Get to work. Get get in the lab there, and uh, see what you can come up with, guys. Gonna look forward to uh, seeing how y'all go on Sunday. Thanks as always, not only for making some time, but having fun with us here in the show. It is genuinely always a pleasure to have you two on. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it.